no better way for Americans to show support for God and country than with a new Ram Tough Dodge truck, now with a crucifixion grill. Approved by Jesus Christ himself. Take it away, Jesus. You know, the next time I come down, I'm renting me a Dodge truck with a new crucifixion grill. The increased horsepower really nails me to the seat, and the new crucifixion grill makes tailgating fun. Because when you're barreling down on a Kia, no other truck will get them genuflecting faster. It saves on gas, too. Rather than driving to church, you can just kneel down in front of a holy cross right there in your own driveway. You Dodge boys have my blessing, and I mean that with all my body and blood. Get yourself a Dodge truck with a new crucifixion grill. They may be built in Mexico with main offices in Germany, but other than that, Dodge trucks are American as apple pie and bush. So wave that flag, don't read anything, and let's roll to your local Dodge dealer today. Say, can I do that disclaimer thing? Oh, for Christ's sake, why not? Price based on MSRP approved credit with 2000 down. Does not include tax, title, father, son, and the Holy Ghost. And on the third day, you make a payment again according to the scriptures. This is the Brit Summers Show. Online at thebritsummershow.com. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show, everyone. Broadcasting alive. And I'm lucky to be so because I almost got run over. No, not by a fascist terrorist uh, retrumplican. I'm going to fill in all the blanks for you on what happened during the Wilton Manor's Stonewall Gay Pride Parade and Juneteenth. Isn't life strange? A turn of a page Can read like before Can we ask To throw it away To lose just a WWNN. Uh, Where do I begin with this? Because you can't complain about the media here, the news media here, because we don't have any. We don't have any worthwhile reporters on the beat, television, print, or otherwise. And there is no otherwise, because there's no more newscasting on radio anymore down here. We are living in a total news broadcast blackout here in South Florida. 
I can't comment on anything north of the lake from Orlando. Maybe they've got it, but I doubt it. Uh, it's probably all the same thing we get here. Twelve solid hours of hate cast. Approved and endorsed by the Federal Communications Commission. Anyway, getting back to last week. As you heard in the previous show that I did. And, and you'll hear it backwards because for some reason, and all podcasts are this way, on the SoundCloud podcast thing, it, it goes backwards, which is kind of weird. So you have to pay attention. But I was crowing about how excited I was about to, it was my first time in, in any kind of a parade. I think the only time I ever saw a live parade was when I was three. So I was very excited. I was looking forward to it, as I said last week. And uh, I was part of the Oakland Park Wilton Manors Democratic Club. And we had a spot. They said that we were like the fifth one in line to march in a parade. But it looked more like we were the second or third because we were right by the gate. Let me give you a bird's eye lowdown on what happened. We got there uh, maybe about an hour and a half before the parade started because of parking. Well, we got around that problem by pooling it. And we went to the staging area. And what's involved there is just uh, putting on your garb, uh, setting up your floats or what have you, whatever it's going to be. It's just a meet and greet. And it was very nice. I met a lot of nice new people. <laughs> I was introduced to some organizations I never heard of before, which was kind of funny. It was a huge parking lot by a municipality. And the people were of the parade were gathered on one end, and on the other end were all the vehicles that were supposed to be in the parade. Chiefly, a white Dodge Ram pickup truck, and I'm guessing it was a Hemi. From what I heard, from what, what my ears heard, it sounded like a Hemi. Uh, I know they come with a V6, and they might come with a standard 318 V8. I'm not sure. I didn't bother to look, but I know they have a Hemi in those things. And uh, there it was, right prominently featured in the front of all the vehicles that were in the parade. But nobody paid attention to it because there were a lot more interesting things to see, including the vehicles, like a great big uh, inflatable puppy. <laughs> Some of it was, it was going to be a panic. It was going to be fun. It turns out to, that it was a panic, but not in a fun way. And I, I have a picture of that white pickup with the guy sitting in it, calmly just waiting for the nobody paid attention to it because it was just some guy in a white pickup with the gay men's chorus emblem on the side and a rainbow flag in the back whoop-de-doo wow they really went out of their way it almost looked like it didn't belong there but i i assume that might have been a utility vehicle or something that gay men's chorus they gotta those children ought to get their act together if they haven't acted at all. Because the following day uh, on the news, that <laughs> one of them was singing and it's like, that's the gay man's chorus. The guy couldn't hit one note. Anyway, getting back to the staging area. And if you go to NicoleSandler.com, you'll see the show I did with her that following Monday. Because she showed the video I was taking. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. I'm holding one side of a great big banner that's on a PVC pipe and, uh, and a, <laughs> a pink flamingo that's on a pole. So both my hands were occupied. 
We were walking to our, this is just, the parade was supposed to start at 645. We're walking towards this gate area where they would open the gate at time just so, so that it was, it, Debbie Wasserman Schultz was supposed to pass by first. She, I guess, was the Grand Marshal. I don't know if that's official or not, but it would seem to me, since she was the first car out, it would be her. So her car drove by first. And then the staffers, the parade staffers, opened the gates very slowly to let everybody out. They were slowly opening as DWS's car went by. And then we heard, we heard this. It's not the actual sound, but this is what it's exactly what it sounded like. The truck was behind our group as we were filing out of the gate. Luckily for all of us, the truck went between us. It was like inches away from my shoulder and the man in front of me who was holding the other banner and and it just missed him. Uh, When this thing launched into drive, he revved it first and then put it into drive. That I heard. Maybe it was a stick, for all I know. <laughs> if that's the case, this guy really shouldn't have been behind the wheel. And wait till you hear all the excuses they're coming up with, but that's what I heard. A high red line rev, and then threw it into drive. His foot got stuck. This thing, it had to be, it had to go from, it had to have a hemi, because it was doing like, Zero to, uh, it was only a few feet, but it went like zero to 30 in just a couple of seconds and plunged right into a group of people. And what I saw, what my eyes saw, were two people flying in the air, one higher than the other, I'd say. This man went up about six, seven feet in the air doing a backflip and then cracking his skull open on the pavement. And the other one, we, I couldn't see. I, there were so many people crowded around trying to help out. Really couldn't make out what was going on after that. But this much I can tell you, my first report of it, Debbie Wasserman, was her car. she was in a uh, gray Mustang convertible doing the Queen's Wave and sitting in the back. But she was out of harm's way, but not by much. As it turns out, my initial, because I couldn't see past my right side too much i saw her car go by that's when the gates open and that's when the truck burst through the gate uh but but it turns out she was a lot closer than i initially thought but leave it to the local press here it was an assassination attempt on debbie wasserman no it wasn't not even close and when I said uh, she was as far as the police station, I was wrong because I couldn't really see clearly. But as it turns out, yeah, they took her into the police station with her security. And then uh, she left from there. But yeah, she was a lot closer than initially uh, believed. But out of harm's way. I mean, the car wasn't that close. She was She was very lucky. but And, and we all were lucky because that guy, he, he was like... 
you know, the Christmas tree went green and a dragster just came out of the gate and that was it. That, that's what it, it was like. And the truck continued. This is what I saw. The truck continued to, to full power, pedal to the metal, and the front wheels cut hard right. But it was too little to compensate for how fast that truck was going. It just kept going straight right over the median strip, across the street into a nursery with a bunch of trees and stuff. And as it kept going into the trees, it almost went into a canal, which I I, I wish it did. And you know, come to think about it, (laughs) how fortunate was that it was just a nursery with a bunch of plants and trees. Imagine if it was a rut. There's restaurants right next to that nursery. If it was in a different spot, it would have been a restaurant. It would have been a a store, an office. It, It has everything on that drive. So... Let's just be grateful it was just a nursery he plunged into because it could have been a lot worse. So we were all stunned uh, We right away. And this is very important. We had HB1 here or SB1, whatever it's called. That's the anti-protesting bill that legalizes vehicular homicide. And Heather Heyer is very clear in our minds what happened in Charleston wasn't that long ago, and you know how anxious the Trumplican Nazis are to run people over. So immediately, everybody there who, was, who witnessed this, who was present at the time, everybody were convinced this was a terrorist attack. Okay? For the longest time, it took the authorities... And it took uh, <laughs> the journalists forever to, to arrive at what happened. And it's still not clear what exactly went down. And they're, they're, they're sweeping it under the rug now as an accident. Maybe it was, okay? But I've got a few outstanding questions regarding this. First of all, the reports say that he was uh, the man who was sitting behind the wheel was indeed part of the gay man's chorus. Okay, great. So he can he could barely sing. He was 77 years old, and he was too frail. He was too weak. I'm not certain what his handicap was to march in the parade. Okay, question one. Then why the hell was he there? And number two, why didn't they just tell him to go? Uh, there's restaurants across the street with outdoor tables or something. He could have sat there with the rest of the crowd and watched everything. But no, he was told, according to reports, to, to just go into the truck and sit down and relax. Okay? And, and you don't tell a handicapped man, a 77-year-old, I don't know what his problems were physically, but you don't tell him to sit behind the wheel of what could be a 400-horsepower Dodge Ram pickup. Just sit there, and when they kill you, just, just then you take off. Well, he did more than that. He killed a man. We didn't know these people were dead or alive. And as, as it turns out, that the one man did die pretty much. He, he was on the way to the hospital. He died on the way. The other man, he, he's okay. He had some real brutal injuries, but he made it, thankfully. And he was released from the hospital. 
So nobody knew nothing at this point. It's still, by the way, it's still right around seven o'clock and it's light outside. No reporters on site at all. The police were there the entire drive. It's a, it's a big avenue. And the entire drive was it looked like a police car dealership. I mean, it was just packed with vehicles and uh, ambulances, fire engines, and, uh, and there was a helicopter. Nobody noticed it, but I did, and I wish I got it on video. There was a uh, drone flying around up there. And I don't know who that was. So right away, the, the rumors started flying that there was snipers on the roof or roofs of other of places like restaurants down the street. That didn't pan out, but that's what happens. When you're terrorized, everybody doesn't know what to think. So we're thinking at the time, that evening, that entire evening, we're thinking that was a Ron DeSantis endorsed terrorist attack against gay people. We're all, all of us were convinced that's what it was. Because how can you figure otherwise with that douchebag for a governor? It's what he wanted, and I'm certain, even after all of this transpired, he was up there uh, celebrating with champagne because a gay man was murdered. And I still call it vehicular homicide. They're calling it an accident now. <clears throat> what the, the authorities are saying, <laughs> his foot got stuck behind the gas pedal and the brake. Okay, explain that to me, and, ha and can they prove that forensically? Because... If you've ever sat behind the wheel of a truck, you can't help but hardly you can't help but notice that that brake pedal's pretty far away from the gas pedal. Now either he had size twenty shoes or he had hobbit feet for him to get his feet stuck behind the pedal. All kinds of excuses were flying on behalf of this uh negligent homicidal maniac or whoever it was behind the wheel they never released his name and i don't care what his name is but let's just call him gimp the excuses flying especially online oh he must have been drunk oh he was uh, confused oh he must have went into a panic oh maybe he was stunned i don't know what his motives were maybe he was handicapped uh, maybe he regrets what he did, but I still think he should be held responsible. You know, him and the person who told that guy to sit in the truck should be held accountable for the death of that man and for just terrorizing everybody in that pride parade. They should be held responsible. And if the guy's 77 years old, I say give him life. Mm, what's that? One or two months, maybe. Maybe next Thursday. Or better yet, put him in Jeffrey Epstein's cell if he's so despondent and sad about what he did. But we didn't know any of this at the time. This is what I'm getting at. So we are, the rest of that evening, everybody, including the people who came to watch the parade, were convinced at that moment that we just witnessed a terrorist attack. And who can blame us? We've got laws that legalize what that man did. So, in essence, if he was a terrorist that ran over a group of people, uh, he could walk. He could feel threatened by uh, gay men wearing balloons on their back, which is basically what there was. Um, the news station, the TV stations here, 
are pathetic. Let, let me tell you, all you reporters out there in South Florida, all of you, except the one weather guy at Channel 4, he's very good. The Jewish guy, I can't think of his name. Uh, but everybody else, every one of you stink. Every one of you should just, uh, well, I guess you're in the right place because nobody cares down here. They were so pathetic and bad. <laughs> if you see, just look online. Uh, Wilt Manor's Pride Parade uh, uh, tragedy. Uh, look it up and you'll see any of the local reporters. They just moseyed in here. They rolled in around an hour and a half after it happened. And you look at the reports. It's pitch black outside. It's nighttime. One cop car, maybe. What did I just get done telling you? There was hundreds of them there. That's how late they showed up. By that time, everyone was gone already. And I guess uh, there's, there was like one police car there. They were doing their paperwork or something. It was like uh, uh, at the end of Bullwinkle, the little guy with the broom sweeping up after the parade. That's how late they were. That's who they got to interview. The guy sweeping up. And so they're asking uh, for eyewitness accounts from people who weren't really around. And that's, this is what pissed me off. Uh, uh, Facebook. Everybody was an instant expert at what happened there, and they weren't there. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? People who weren't even there, or were there but weren't even close to seeing what happened, they, they were going detail by detail on what happened. Oh, everybody was an expert that wasn't there. And Mayor of Fort Lauderdale, <clears throat> Dean Trantellis, he came under fire online because the first, I don't know if he tweeted it out or if it was an interview, but he said it was a terrorist attack. The gay community has been attacked, is what he said. And uh, if you were there at the moment, you said, yeah. And to go even further with that, uh, Debbie Wasserman was uh, visibly upset. You, you see the picture of her crying in the car. And she thought it was a terrorist attack, too. Everybody did. But all the experts out there, they were saying, all the hot shots, all the no-shows, they know more than the rest. Makes you wonder about different situations, the witness accounts. Were they actually there or they just uh, showboating or trying to be a front-running phony? It's like, keep your mouth shut, wait until you get all the facts. But everybody, oh, they were authoritating on, on what happened that night. They weren't there. I saw who was there. And nobody on Facebook was that I saw commenting about it was there. All the experts. We don't have experts in Florida, and especially in the media press. I mean, the reports were like, a truck went, uh, ran over two people and uh, went over to media and went into these bushes. Good night. So-and-so reporting for Channel uh, whatever it is. <laughs> what is it? Well, here's what they didn't tell you. And, and the reason I'm stressing that, it, 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 there, there were hundreds of people there, and everyone was convinced it was an anti-gay terrorist attack. Everybody. So we were told, first they wanted to reroute the parade. And then that was a bad idea because the route that they chose was about seven miles long. And no one was happy about that. So they decided to just cancel the event and, every, and make everybody file out at a staging area and just go home. 
Well, what happened was, as people were leaving, they'd get past the emergency vehicle area where it was all roped off. And once they were beyond that, they regrouped and started marching in defiance of what we thought was a terrorist attack against us. And I have the video. Uh, it was something. I mean, you got to put yourself in the moment. And it's like we, we united, we rose above it, and we marched despite the hatred. That was the prevailing feeling at the time. We didn't know the guy was just some gimp who doesn't belong behind a steering wheel. We didn't know that then. This, we were all convinced that this was a terrorist attack. So we regrouped, <laughs> we're marching. Uh, it was, you know, you know, it was all oinga cocked. I mean, people were just uh, loping around, whatever it was. But we were marching down the street and people were cheering like, yes, Unite in defiance of the hatred. That's pretty much what the prevailing thoughts were. And uh, several blocks down, the marching stopped, and it just turned into like a festival. And uh, people started to, to forget everybody got smashed, including yours truly. They had uh, tequilas for $8. Let me tell you something. If you're ever in Florida, and that's a big mistake to begin with, but if you're ever down here and you're looking for a good restaurant, you won't find a bad one in the town of Wilton Manors. They're, they're all just great restaurants there. And I mentioned the restaurants because a couple of friends of mine from the club, we wound up at one at the end of that evening. Of course, <laughs> and I'm not a drinker, but that night, oh, I had to uh, deaden the uh, nerves somehow, and it worked. The food, like I said, was phenomenal. But she kept uh, checking her phone because she didn't hear back from her friend who was supposed to meet us there. And... Come to find out later on, in the next couple of days, her friend was the man that was not killed, but the one who was in the hospital. Just to give you some idea of the, the, the confusion, uh, the hysteria, and, and it was just, uh, you know, hundreds of people uh, in a big uh, crowd there. Nobody can tell what was going on. And this woman had no idea that was her friend that was... Uh, uh, Critically injured, but uh, thankfully he's okay, as I said. So, no, it was not a terrorist attack. It was some kind of uh, oingakakt uh, accident somehow that we still uh, don't have answers about, uh, apparently. Either that or, or he was a homicidal maniac. I, I, I don't know. Uh, they keep telling us to uh, feel sorry for this individual, and uh, no... Kind of hard to feel sorry for somebody who commits an act of murder right before your eyes. In fact, I recall right after this happened, everybody was speculating on, on what it was. And of course, DeSantis was first and foremost on everyone's minds, and this is the type of behavior he endorses and encourages among his supporters. But there were people running around saying, This is a hate crime. We've been attacked. And somebody said, but it isn't a protest. <laughs> and I said, do you think that's going to matter to them? They don't care. If they could see somebody jogging in the street, they'll run them over. They already shot the, this black jogger in Georgia just because he was jogging down the street. So, uh, no, uh, as it turns out, it was uh, not a terrorist attack. But don't write it off. 
Not just yet, because, yeah, if, even if it was an accident, it's going to happen again. If you live in Florida, it will happen again. Only next time, it won't be an accident. Tonight, the History Channel goes in search of cultural heritage in South Florida, birthplace of the early bird and home to the world's oldest Buick dealership. Travel with us to the land of Pompano to learn more about famous landmarks such as I Love Lucite, Noodle Kadoodle, Chuck Zink, and Scoogans. Discover South Florida tonight on the History Channel. This concludes this uh, portion of the Brit Summer Show. There's so much I wanted to get to this week. I I prepped for an entirely different type of show. I'm, I'm just assuming that my audience wanted to hear what happened since uh, the host of this program almost got killed, along with other people, and an event that was supposed to be a happy one. And uh, it, it's something, uh, human nature prevailed uh, that night because it turned into a uh, a pretty happy event after all the tragedy was uh, long past. So programming notes uh, for uh, the next uh, month, uh, I'm going to have... A, I haven't put it together yet. Obviously, I haven't had a chance. Uh, a George Rodriguez tribute to my friend George, who passed away a year ago. Uh, I'll come up with something. I don't know. It might be not be as elaborate as last year when we had Phil Hendry on the show and everything. And, of course, uh, my uh, 10th anniversary <laughs> that this show has been on the air. So there's something to stay tuned for. So I'll see you all back here. Everybody on the ground, that is. And then you'll get more of the Brit Summer Show on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. This is the WWN Network. WWNN. 210 years ago this March, astronomer William Herschel discovered the planet Uranus. To commemorate this historic event, your public library is proud to present a special Salute to Uranus, complete with books and magazines to help you study Uranus, and a special display that allows you to examine Uranus more closely. Why, after one visit, you'll be able to find Uranus with both hands tied behind your back. So stop by your library and discover Uranus today. This is the Bridge Summers Show online at thebridgesummershow.com.
Skyhawk Radio's iTunes, iTunes, got a problem with iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, and hey, Cast. Yeah, uh, I got some feedback on iTunes. It appears that my shows are, are loaded late, and I'm going to have to place a uh, appropriate phone call regarding that because the iTunes platform is the only platform I got nothing to do with. It's It's being done as a favor to me, and uh, far be it for me to complain about it, but if they're being loaded late, I should bring it to his attention, and I will. Sorry about that, but as I said, all of my shows are available, and the direct link, you can go on my front page of my website, and if you click on this week's show, it takes you right into my SoundCloud, and the SoundCloud is listener-supported, and that's why all the downloads there are free over 200 of them there of course they're all meaningless because it's topical so what can you do with that but maybe you'll hear some comedy bits you enjoyed before uh, <laughs> i don't know i didn't expect the response to my uh uh <laughs> rich summer's cheesecake factory <laughs> yeah i'll be sending them out <laughs> okay and mind you, mind you, they're not X-rated or R-rated or well, they're R-rated, but they're not porn. I mean, I'm not going to be distributing porn on this program. <laughs> no, it's just cheesecake photos. It's very simple to do. All you have to do is go to BritSummers.com, click the donate button, and for a $10 donation, just put in the message area to PayPal let you do uh, that you'd like a, a glam shot. And your email is there, and I'll send it right away. I've got thousands of them, so uh, please click away. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that with uh, comedy bits, uh, you know, $10 per comedy bit, but it's uh, a little more difficult to send audio, especially with my internet upload. I'll have to give that more thought, maybe I will in the future, but for now it's easy just to send a picture. So just go to BritSummers.com, click on Donate, and put in a little notation, I'd like to see uh, a glam shot, or uh, one of your cheesecake photos or something like that. <laughs> And you'll get one. It does make me long for the days of just getting a salary for what I do. With that uh, evaporated in uh, 2009. So I'm stuck here, whoring myself out anyway. <laughs> but I am flattered by the response I've already had. Thank you. And of course, no one flatters me more than the underwriter of this program, Ernie. I'm grateful to Ernie and all of you out there who have been supporting this program. Keep those cards and letters coming in. 
because uh, it puts gas in the tank. I have to apologize because this isn't really much of a show. It's just what happened last weekend was so traumatic. Uh, and, and I wanted to jump right on it. And I'm glad I didn't because I, I waited until all the facts uh, happened. I jumped on it online because uh, with, with the uh, confusion about it being a terrorist attack and all that. If you were there, you would have thought the same thing. That's all I have to say. And if any other um, things transpire out of this uh, account, <clears throat> I'll relay it on to you. But they're not saying much. No. I mean the Gay Man's Choir. Okay. Gay Man's Choir. First of all, why would they have the first vehicle in the parade? And the other thing is, what is the Gay Man's Choir doing with the Dodge Ram pickup truck? <laughs> what are they going to do? Resod your lawn while serenading you? What's the idea behind that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, it's the gay man's choir. I'll bet they all drive Dodge Ram trucks. It, it, it crossed my mind, too, because uh, as this happened, I'm thinking Heather Heyer. And that, was a, that wasn't a truck, but it was a Dodge. It's like, what is it? Dodge is the preferred vehicle to plow into crowds of innocent people? Why is it always a Dodge? Nothing against Dodge to make good vehicles, but really? I don't know. It just turns out that way. So if you're protesting or if you're marching somewhere, <laughs> watch out for anybody driving a Dodge, I guess. Have you made your holiday shopping list? Have you checked it twice? Stampede at Walmart. 2,000 shoppers stormed the store. They are making the parking lots one big mess. Everywhere you go. Take a look at those SUVs Filling a space for three So you get stuck with nowhere else to go See the drivers of SUVs drive senseless You they will ignore And your favorite sight to see Is that driver exiting and denting in your door So when dealing with SUVs this Christmas Try to be good sports in a very well-mannered way, roll your window down and say, Hey, pal of yours. Fight me. Yeah, it's the Brit Summer Show. And <laughs> on the heels of one tragedy this week comes another one. This one was uh, really surprising because a building collapsed in Miami Beach, a place called... Surfside 6. Surfside 6. Surfside 6. Where is it? In Miami Beach. Surfside 6. Starring Troy Donahue. Surfside 6. Van Williams. Surfside 6. Lee Patterson. In Miami Beach. Co-starring Diane McBain. And Margarita Sierra. Yeah, Surfside. Surfside, I don't know if that's the address, but... That TV show uh, was about detectives. It, actually, it was a precursor to Miami Vice. They lived on a houseboat, and there's there's no houseboats in Surfside. The location scenes were shot in Bell Harbor, 30 miles north in uh, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> and the rest of the show was just shot in Hollywood because uh, Warner Brothers was too cheap. Why send everybody over here? 
And it's a shame, too, because you're going to see the uh, old South Florida in those shots. If you watch the old New York shows, they were actually filmed outside in the city, and you could see, like, the old Coliseum, the old Penn Station. They didn't do that here. They just did some uh, location shots for the video library to insert, and they, they, the whole shows were shot in uh, Los Angeles. And you know what else comes to mind? Dexter. It was, and it was a great show, except the finale. And there's rumors about a reboot. But Dexter uh, it was supposed to be in uh, South Dade, Miami Beach. And if you've seen that show, it really does look like South Dade. But actually, it's uh, part of California that uh, <laughs> looks just like South Florida. They, they didn't shoot any of it here except for, again, the location stock footage, the library shots. But at the... Uh, transcribing of this program there are no again we have no (laughs) we have no press we're behind the eight ball ladies and gentlemen when it comes to news and information this building collapsed they showed the video of it from a uh, cctv from another building and it looked like it was being pulled it looked like it was a, a, a demolition i thought because the smoke that went up was dark dark gray usually in a building collapse it's light gray or white uh i thought maybe it was an explosive device or something exploded turns out and this is um i'm only basing it on on the information that they're releasing right now it's kind of like the gay pride parade you only know what they're telling you and i'll tell you I wasn't there. Unlike a lot of people on Facebook who say, well, if you ask me, this is what happened, and they weren't there. The front-running phonies. But the latest reports I've got is that, and and it actually makes sense, because this is (laughs) Miami, the most corrupt city in the world. And it always has been. It's nothing new. It's always been corrupt in Miami. And uh, this building was built in the 80s. That's been established. But as it turns out, the residents there that uh, survived uh, spoke of a uh, creaking sound the day and night before this happened. Loud creaking sounds. Well, that tells me the, the foundation was collapsing. And if you look at the building, it has these spindly little foundations and uh, in the media, they're saying like, well, you know, this was built in the 80s. It's not that old. It's 40 years old. Back in the 80s, through the 80s and the 90s, the mayors were Xavier Suarez, one of the biggest crooks who ever walked the earth, and a bigger crook than that, Crazy Joe Carrario. Oh, we did bits about that guy. He's a wife beater. He's crazy. He's insane. And he's still in office. What did I say? If you got the Hispanic surname, man, you're in. It's all you need. You could be a mass murderer. They don't care if you got a Hispanic sur- surname. The Cubans will vote for you and keep you in office for life. He's not mayor anymore. He's a city commissioner. And uh, they still voted for him after he beat his wife's head in with a teapot. He was hucking a chinik. So there's, there's no answer on this, but it makes perfect sense. It's, it's absolute logic that this thing, when they built it, 
cheated on all the building codes, which wouldn't surprise me. They used inferior material to build this thing. And, you know, on the beach, you're prone to salt air. Uh, and, and the rebar that's uh, inside the concrete, when that rusts, it swells and cracks the concrete. It would come as no surprise to me if it was a structural failure due to shoddy workmanship and cheap materials used when they built that in the 80s. I mean, how hard, I mean, with Joe Corolio around, how hard would it be to bribe a county official to get that thing built? Yeah, some heads are going to roll over. Not badly, because in this day and age, when you do catastrophic things like we experienced the last four years, uh, nothing happens to you. It's okay. Have a happy day. All you people living up north, you still want to move to Florida? Florida, it's a paradise. That's what they all say when they come here. Look, it doesn't snow. It's a paradise. If cold weather... <laughs> really? Look what you're getting yourself to... Oh, well, and there's no city tax to worry about. Oh, no. No, there's no city tax. But there's county taxes. There's other taxes. They'll tax you. It's... <laughs> At one time, maybe 50, 60 years ago, the taxes were light. Not anymore. They've gone way, way, way up, and you'll see very little difference from what you were paying up there. If you want my advice, stay home. Don't come to hell. If you're going to go to Florida, uh, stay for a week or a couple of weeks and then go home, because that's what I would do. Don't be like my parents. Let that be a warning. It don't snow in Florida. Pack your bags, kids. We're going to go play beach blanket bingo. Oh, and when you're a kid, you have no say over that sort of a move. I didn't want to go, but uh, what are you going to do? It doesn't snow. Doesn't snow. Think about how stupid that sounds. I wanted to get away from the cold weather. Boo. I wanted to, wait, let me try it this way. I wanted to get away from the cold weather because I don't know how to wear a jacket. So like I said, that's all I know for now. And by time they have any answers, which will be over the weekend, well, I, can, I can only reflect on it when I return. But where did this happen? Surfside 6. Who lives there? Surfside 6. Young bachelor. Surfside 6. And where is it? In Miami Beach. Soft guitars under the palms Will gently lead you to a lover's arms See the waves kissing the shore While you are kissing someone you adore Surfside 6 It's an address Surfside 6 For a houseboat Surfside 6 And where is it? In Miami Beach Show. You such a crooked schmuck. You the parochial pots with an agenda that sucks. 
big fat ass that helps support your wallet that you fill with crap. Virgil's a lot, so's your twin. It's good news for you, but bad news for us when you win. You megalomaniac, a small-time communista who's full of crap. May I joke and roll your jukas and homo, your agenda blows. You'll be slamming your hammy while running Miami like a big asshole. Hey, Joe! We still wait for you to prove that you legitimately paid for your fancy suits. Now you can go get drunk. And be just like Steve Clark, who really stunk This is Florida's home for radio with the real free speech difference. Yes, everything under the sun becomes twice as much fun with the Brit Summer Show. This town was once alive They even had spring gray There were things to do all night In Broward and in Day But the old fart walking dead Had the power to elect The crooked Julio's Who just got off the boat I heard Neil Rogers cry This is the day that my Everyone who thought that they knew best Are the ones who brought a slow and painful death To Miami Can you believe there was a time They had casinos in Hallandale Tried to organize the crime But the experiment had failed When the brain dead came to town And tore the fun stuff down It is the Brit Summer Show. You are listening to, I'm just playing comedy bits. A little bit of laughter sprinkled in to take our minds off the misery that surrounds us. Like we Trumplicans that uh, want to take our voting rights away. They, they voted against voting last week and they should resubmit it over and over and over again. Just like they would do to us. How many times did they try to repeal ACA? Obamacare? What, 70 times? Over and over and over again. I think we should do apply the same tactic to them. It may not work, but it'll aggravate the crap out of them, which, the, which is the least they should get. I mean, they're, they're out with it. It's a totally un-American, unpatriotic. Of course, they say the opposite things. 
But you have, you have to wonder why these incels, men who can't get laid, that's an incel. A, a man who couldn't get laid, no matter how many guns he has in his trunk, still couldn't get laid. Women don't like you freaks. That's why. But you have to wonder why these Republican pedophiles are calling Democrats pedophiles. They've been using this reflectionism tactic for years now. Of course, we have no... I'm not going to get into it this... Not this show. I've been through enough this week. But Democrats have no recourse to any of their accusations, any of their lies, any of their propaganders, anything they say against us. We just don't say anything. Oh, and I'm so tired of the Democratic Party being weak. There was Chuck Schumer on the floor. Doing, he was on the floor uh, making his speech. Was, <clears throat> it was a wonderfully worded speech. Everything he said was absolutely dynamite. It was right, right there. But it was Chuck Schumer saying it. <laughs> so it's like, we are very upset with our Republican colleagues. I find this very disturbing. I am almost as upset as I was when I got the soggy Kanisha juniors. This is what we got fighting for us, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And speaking of pedophiles, <laughs> the Catholic Church. Father, could you help an old altar boy? I'm a Catholic. They won the uh, Supreme Court case uh, against uh, same-sex couples adopting foster children. Well, good for you, Catholic Church, because anybody, if there's anybody who knows about children, it's the Catholic Church, of course. And we have pretty much a solid Catholic Supreme Court, so that came as no surprise, but they, they, they're against same-sex marriage? They're against same-sex marriage and... Straight sex marriage. They don't like marriage at all. But get married and have 50,000 kids. It's illogical. It makes no sense. Um, if the marriage was so great, let the priests get married. Boy, you got, you got room to talk, Catholic Church. You know, it's funny. When this new pope came in, oh, he's progressive. He's new. He's, he understands. He's, he's out there. He under, he's with it. He, and besides, he, he does look like Neil Rogers. But besides that... It's never going to change with them. And they're going to be stuck in that 300-year-old celibacy thing. It's never going to change. If they got this celibacy thing going, and they have a long list of child abuse in that church, a, a long history of that, and a lot of lawsuits to prove it. And uh, what do they do? They still, they're still shuffling the priests around, sending them, sending them to different parishes, and uh, making them kind of like, go away, change your name, grow a beard. The Catholic Church. They're the authorities on who should bring up foster children. Not same-sex parents, no. That's a bad thing. A good thing is a priest who lifts his uh, dress up and uh, says, uh, play with the magic prunes. It's time for the Vatican Dating Game! And here's your host, Archbishop Lang! Thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Vatican Dating Game. Let's meet our first bachelor priest, shall we? Tell us about him, Johnny. 
He's Father Filio Tool, and he goes by the nickname of Flick. Pastor of the St. Julio Iglesias Church, Flick likes dining, dancing, snow skiing, and fondly. Bring out the altar boys. Okay, Father, you have three altar boys to choose from. Altar boy number one is ten, altar boy number two is nine, and altar boy number three is eleven. I'm ready, my child. Go right ahead. Altar boy number one. Do you like the holy water in your hands or in your mouth? Um, I guess I like it in my mouth. God bless you, my child. Altar boy number two. Who do we owe thanks for, for the Holy Eucharist? Um, Bob Euchre? Oh, oh, God bless you, my child. Altar boy number three. Stay in Our Father and Three Hail Marys, you little rascal, yeah. Uh, our Father, who art in Okay, Father, world. have you decided which altar boy it'll be? I like altar boy number one because he likes the holy wafer in his mouth rather than his hands. Oh, that should tell you a lot. Well, you know what? We've got a great date lined up for you, Father. Tell him all about it, Johnny. We have an all-expense-paid trip to the ice cream store. Your choice of two flavors, courtesy of Father Lollipops. And you'll arrive there in style in an all-new Popmobile. New features include cup holders, contraceptive containers, tinted bubble for added privacy, bumpers, brakes, and grill. And after we send the altar boy home, the good padre wraps up his date relaxing by the pool while studying the scriptures in the splendor of an unnamed Arizona retreat. Courtesy of Virgin Mary Airlines. You two have a great time together and let us know how it all turns out. Good luck. Join us again next week on the Vatican Dating Game. Till then, this is Archbishop Lang saying, Bye, bye, bye. You're listening to the Brit Summit Show. Father O'Toole, God. I met a priest when I was 11. He said he would save my soul But we made a detour on the way to heaven And into his bedroom we did take a stroll Well, he was standing in his underwear Told me to bend over and say a prayer Pulled up his robe and went back, thank you, ma'am I got molested by the preacher man behind the rectory The next day I felt like a sinner And I showed up to get communion But on my tongue that was in a wafer and it wasn't wine dripping off my chin Well, he was standing in his underwear Told me to bend over and say a prayer Pulled up his robe and went, ma'am, thank you, ma'am I got molested by the preacher man behind the rectory Yeah, he was standing in his underwear Told me to bend over and say a prayer Pulled up his robe and went, ma'am, thank you, ma'am I got molested by the preacher man behind the rectory. Surfside 6. You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, sometimes iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, and hey, hey, cast. It's going to be at the very end of July, probably early August. I'll be up to uh, visit my mother again. Other than that, I'll be here with you every week unless I get hit by a truck. 
So until the next time, this is Britt Summers saying... 